Hi, welcome to Battle Plan with Vibrant Christian Church. I am Evangelist Michael Fritchie. I am one of the pastors here. And this week's podcast, I wanted to answer an interesting question I received from, from an individual. It's, it's not that the question is different. The question is very common. But the fact that it came from someone who attends church on a regular basis. And they asked me, they said, I've been going to church for a while now, and I've been hearing this thing called salvation. Um, what am I being saved from? And I just, you know, was kind of startled there a little bit, and I said, salvation um well you're being saved from several things most notably uh damnation going to hell for all eternity and getting to spend eternity with god uh, because of the work of jesus christ and they they said yeah but that's like way in the future and my response was well, you don't know that you, you don't know that you'll i mean your life technically could end today it could end tomorrow you don't know when that will end uh many years ago my grandfather who was a great apostle uh, gave my mother a plaque and it was about the the clock of life and it said, no man knows when the hands will end. And it went on a, a lot more than that. But just the meaning of that, we have a clock that is given to us. Uh, we can pray and ask the Lord to extend that. But we we really need to be the, make the most out of our time. Uh, that we have on, on earth because after that we we move into an eternal situation and so I wanted to just address a couple of things regarding salvation um, the the first thing is it, salvation is based on faith if, if we don't believe that Jesus is the son of God uh, if we don't have the faith to believe that then you might as well, for you know, not even consider uh, salvation or or what you're being saved from. Um, and, and let's just back that up a second and and start with the obvious. You need to believe God. God is a heavenly Father. He's a Creator. He's the one that uh, created the universe. He He brought everything into existence. And so that's basically step one. Uh, step two is that he sent his son Jesus for redemption and to reconcile man back to God because man fell with sin, uh, Adam and Eve. We all know the story of Adam and Eve and how, how she got tempted, ate the apple, and then sin entered the world. And because of mankind, uh, we have a sin nature. And so, but uh, it, uh, salvation starts with faith. And 
Uh, there's some great scriptures. Uh, um, there's a one that's very, very common, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord in your heart and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So there's two steps there. The first one is to believe God's the Heavenly Father. He sent His Son, Jesus, and Jesus came to reconcile man uh, back to God because of forgiveness of sin. And then that's the first part. You must have faith to believe that. The second part is, is demonstrative. You must show openly uh, declare your faith, whether that's you're in a church service and the pastor says, "Come on down and and or stand up," or are you do you do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? There's many many ways to declare your your faith and your newfound faith in Christ, and you want to accept the free gift of salvation and redemption that Christ has for us and is offering for us. And, and so that's, that's the salvation part. What am I getting saved from? Well, twofold. Let's just start with the big picture, eternity. Um, when a person dies, they will immediately pass from time into eternity. There is no time in eternity. It's eternity. And in that eternal state, you will stand before God. And and I, you know, I have this image in my head of a big line of people that goes forever. And it doesn't matter how long it is because eternity has no time. And so everyone will be in a moment. Uh, as they stand before God. But God is going to ask you two questions. And the first question he's going to ask you is, did you love me? Did you, did you ask me to be your heavenly father? You know, uh, Jesus said, when you pray, start with our father who art in heaven. And then really that proclamation of a basic prayer is to establish that you believe God is a Father in heaven, our Heavenly Father. Uh, he's the Creator. He's, he's everything. And Jesus is the Son of God. Now, I'll, I'll talk about uh, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but the second part of salvation is believing that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the second question that God is going to ask you. He's going to say, if you answer, have you, have you asked me to be your heavenly father? The answer is yes. The second question God is going to say is, did you love my son? Did you ask him to be your savior? So, and the answer to that question will determine where we spend eternity. We either spend eternity with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit 
in heaven for all of eternity, or we spend eternity separated from God, and nobody wants that. I don't want that for you. I, if if there's something that we can talk about, if there's a, a reason why you feel that you don't need God, you don't need Christ in your life, you don't need a Savior, then contact us, contact me. I will personally speak with you and and just pray with you and, and, and ask the Lord to open up your heart, open up your eyes. And so uh, let me just share a couple of more scriptures that that is um, uh, in relevance to being saved. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. It says, this means, what, what is salvation? It means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. You know, there's... Uh, I get asked the question every once in a while, and uh, one of them was, why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come from heaven? And everyone says to uh, redeem us from our sin. That is true, but if you read in John, uh, Jesus said, that he came to testify of the truth. And and so what is truth? Well, the truth is God loves you. God created you. God wants to spend eternity with you. And Jesus was sent to reconcile you and me and all mankind back to God because of the work he did on the cross. And that's truth. And Jesus came to testify of that truth through his life, through his actions, and, and, and through our faith. We must believe that this is truth, that this is God's desire for us. And Jesus came to tell you that he loves you, that God loves you, and that he has a plan for your life. Let me continue. Uh, you know, sometimes we say, well, it's, it's tough. L life is tough. Well, I understand that. But imagine how tough it would be if you did not have a relationship with Christ. If you did not have a reconciled relationship with God. If you did not understand and uh, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, uh, in Acts... Jesus talked or Jesus was saying about why he sent the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit will teach us, is this, well, the Holy Spirit will teach us all manner of all things. But the Holy Spirit also came to convict and, and to draw us closer to God. 
through Jesus, there is a underlining message that the Holy Spirit is doing across the world and that he is bidding us, bidding mankind to come into a closer and more intimate relationship with God. And he is doing that everywhere. Now, there's a lot of things in the world and society that are trying to drown out that message. Uh, society is not the friend of God, not the friend of the Holy Spirit. It wants to take away, um, to a certain degree, your ability to hear what God wants for you, what God has planned for your life. Uh, there's a lot of confusion uh, and deception going on in the world today. It's interesting because the Bible says very clearly, very plain, that in the last days, there will be deception across the land. The spirit of deception will go about, and, and we could already see that. We see people denying their own sex. We see people denying that, um, that they even have purpose, that God doesn't love them. In fact, uh, people today, more than ever in my lifetime, are are feeling abandoned, feeling broken, feeling that they have been cast away, and they're on their own. And and that's as far from the truth as as you can imagine. Um, so, how do we get breakthrough? Let me just close with with three little tidbits in scripture. First Peter 1 14 says this, so you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. And so what, what that scripture is saying is you need to stay the course. It may be tough. You may be coming up against different things in life, uh, things that you didn't expect, and and but you have to continue to trust that faith in God that you have. You need to have trust that God has pulled you out of that old world. I love that part where it says, you know, back then you didn't know any better. That's all of us. We, we, you know, before we come into a, a fulfilling relationship with God through Jesus, we're out there and we're doing our own thing. We may be partying. We may be drugs. We may be involved with many relationships. Uh, but God wanted so much more for all of us. He wants so much more for you. And what's interesting is how the Bible addresses a lot of that. You know, saying, listen, God pulled you out of that. Let it go. Don't don't continue to dabble in that. Uh, if if you've got some something that you need to get rid of, that you need to turn over to God, well, like we can do that. We can do that with prayer. We can do that in faith to watch the transformation that God will bring into your life. So God brings reconciliation through his son, but in that reconciliation, and you are now 
following what God has for your purpose, now you're 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 just going to enter into a dynamic relationship. It'll grow in time. It'll start out with with basic understanding. You may not even understand the Bible. You may not even have a Bible, but God is going to bring you through as you trust him. Let me share the, the final passage, and that's in Second Peter in the Bible. And there's three various segments I want to address. The first one is verse 3. It says, this is talking about God. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. I said earlier that the Holy Spirit is bidding us to have a deeper relationship with God through his Son. Now, the Godhead is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is bidding us that's God bidding us. God wants to love you. He loves you unconditionally. He wants to show you his love. He wants you to walk in his love. But it starts with redemption. Then it goes on to reconciliation. Then it goes on to restoral, renewal. You're a new person. You're walking away from the old life. God is transforming you. God is bringing you into a solid, faithful relationship with Him, with His Son, with the Holy Spirit. And so, verse 5, 1 Peter 1, verse 5 says, In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous portion of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for anyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting that the Bible maps out basically steps. It starts with faith, and, and the first thing he's saying is moral excellence. To, to just look at your morality. Quit doing some of the stuff that you know are morally unsound. And then go into uh, knowledge. You'll understand uh, what God wants for you, what God has for you. What are the promises? God has made so many promises to the children that that love Him, and all mankind has the same promises. You know, it's interesting. Uh, God's love doesn't just go to Americans or to English-speaking people. God is the creator of the universe. And even those that have turned their back on God, even atheists or terrorists or whoever is out there that does not have a relationship with God, 
or they have a relationship with an entity that is not a heavenly father. It's a man-made God or it's a uh, religious-made God. Those are not God Almighty. That's not Yahweh, the, the father of the creator of the universe. And God wants to reach them. Uh, I've read a number of books about people that came out of the Muslim faith or people that were atheists, uh, people that uh, wanted to doing things that were violent and in that last moment before they made a decision that would alter their life and the lives of other the holy spirit came upon them and stopped them and uh, exposed christ to them you know you look in the bible in acts it talks about a, a man by the name of saul saul hated christians he absolutely despised Christianity. He didn't want anything to do with God, with Christ. And uh, Saul was a persecutor. He actually sought out Christians, those that, that confessed Christ. And um, the Bible calls it those of the way. In other words, there's that, that, that was established that Following Christ was a way of salvation, was a way as a reconciliation to God. And so the Bible says that uh, Saul was looking for people of the way of Christianity so that he could kill them. And as he was going into um, town to, to visit them, uh, and not to visit them, but to, to find them, a beam of light came down and the Holy Spirit convicted him right then and there. Actually blinded his eyes and immediately Saul dropped to his knees and he actually asked God what he wanted from him. And in that moment, he went from being a persecutor of Christians and Christianity to a follower of Christians and Christ. And it's interesting because he went down on his knees as Saul, but when he raised up, he was now Paul. And many of the things written in the New Testament are written by Paul. So this is a man of experience that knows both sides of, of how to live a life uh, away from God and then a life with God and, and giving Christ authority over your life. One last scripture, 2 Peter 1.10 says this, So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Wow. I mean, do these things. Follow Christ. Read your Bible. Pray to the Lord. Have fellowship with Christian communities. Leave that old stuff that, that dragged you down. Leave it alone. And if you, if you do that, if you commit your life 
to a relationship with God through his son Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit to bring you transformation, to guide you, to, to give you wisdom, to give you understanding. The Bible says very clearly, if you do that, you won't fall away. And here's, here is the, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A grand entrance into heaven. Many years ago, I was ministering uh, to a church in Modesto, California. And I had ministered there numerous times. And um, after some time, the senior pastor got sick. And one of my pastor friends from Central Valley, California, called me up and he said, uh, Michael, I, you know, pastor's really sick. Um, can you come and pray for him? And I said, absolutely, I can come tonight. He said, well, why don't you meet me at his house? And so I drove in and met them there. And, and the pastor was there with his wife. And my buddy was there. And um, we just prayed. Now, I, when I pray, I'm somewhat prophetic. And I listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. And then I pray accordingly. And sometimes I'll, I'll give that individual that I'm praying for uh, something that God wants to say to them or or show me a vision. And in this time of prayer, we were all there in their in their front room and I was praying for the pastor and they all wanted me to pray for healing, that God would heal them and, and raise them up from from being very sick. But during that prayer, I was praying for God's will to be done and whatever God wanted to move forward in both that pastor's life with his wife, with his church, um, with my fellow pastor friend. I was just praying for God and the Holy Spirit to take control of the situation. And I saw this vision of of a line of people, just a crowd, a crowd on this side of the road and a crowd on this side of the road. And, and these, they were waving banners and each banner was a different color and it had a different symbols on it, but it was just a throng of people on both sides. And then there was almost like railing and, and uh, holding the crowd back. And then there was a golden road and I saw my, this pastor I was praying for there at the center of that golden road with the crowd on each side. And I saw Jesus at the very front of that road after the crowd. And I asked the Lord as I was receiving this vision. I said, Lord, what is it that I am seeing and you want me to, to uh, talk or, or, or re reply or relay to these individuals that we're praying with? And the Lord told me that all of the people on both sides of the road 
or members of families that that pastor had led to the Lord. And there was a throng of people as far as you could see. And they're all weaving banners in celebration of the ministry and the work that that pastor did for 65 years. And, and, and they had, those people had gone on to heaven. And, and now he was receiving his interest to heaven. But God wanted to show him that all of his life's work were not in vain. And all of these people are here because of that man and his faithfulness to God. So when the Bible says, if you do this, God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know exactly what that is. I, I, I've seen it. I can tell you in detail. And when you walk up the end of that path and you're face to face with Jesus, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into your eternal reward. Um, that's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. I want to be, I want to be responsible enough to say, I, I need Christ. I need a relationship with God. I want a deeper relationship with God. I want to be intimate with the Holy Spirit. I want to read the Bible. I want to read the Word of God. I want to know what this says. I want to study the Bible. I want I want to be able to go in and say, Lord, what does what do I need to know? What is what does first Samuel twenty talk about? What is first Samuel fourteen? What are what do I need to know today? Talk to me. Show me, Lord. Teach me by your Holy Spirit. And that's what we want for you. I hope we answered your question about what does it mean to be saved? Uh, if you would like prayer, you can uh, reach us at prayer team at vibrantcc.com and we'll, we'll pray for you personally. If you need to be uh, in touch with a pastor, uh, you can reach us through uh, our website, vibrantcc.com. If you need deliverance, if you need counseling, if you need uh, to get over an addiction, we have friends and ministries in place that we work with. No matter where you're at in the United States, we or in anywhere in the world, we can help you get over the hurdle, get over the first part. And in some cases, that may mean helping you get rid of the old life, helping you step on and step forward with your relationship with God. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the listener. I thank you for your word. I thank you first and foremost, God, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die and, and redemption of our sins. I thank you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose for every life. I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us and to direct our lives. I thank you, God, that even now there are those on the other side of this screen 
that need you. I, I, I see that there's people crying. In fact, some are fighting back tears because they know, they know they need a relationship with God. They know that God has called them, but they never answered the call. There are people here that you may have even gone forward in a church sometime, but you, you never followed through. You never said, okay, I, I'm going to walk in faith. You may have even accepted Jesus. You may have even spoke his name or said that you're a follower of Christ. But the old things in the world just creeped in there and, and it, it just you couldn't face life anymore. And so you you decided your life is too tough. I, I got it, I got it, I gotta find a way to make things better. But you, you tried to do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. You need Jesus. You need a relationship with Jesus. You need a relationship with God. You need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I know that sounds, oh, it's a big deal. Yes, it's a big deal. You need to commit to, to getting rid of you on the throne of your life and allow Christ to come into your life, come into your heart, and renew you. There's a great scripture in Psalms and it says, Create in me a new heart and cleanse me, Lord. Cast me not away. Draw me in. I, I pray that for you. If you need prayer, contact us. If you need a Bible, contact us. We'll send you a Bible for free. We are here for you. If you need a church, we're online. And, and you can reach out to us 24 hours a day. It's interesting. If you were to reach out right now, I would, I would be able to answer your chat message real time right now. Let me know if you need prayer, if you want to make a decision for Christ, we'll walk you through. We want God to bless you. We want God to restore you if that is needed. But above all, we wish you the deepest, most intimate relationship with Christ. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening.